the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every day. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Houston. This is Pastor John Allworth. I am so excited to be here with you guys here on a Wednesday. Yesterday was my 63rd birthday, and it's just been a good week. And uh, I am just excited because, you know, the week before that, I had uh, oral surgery and had to miss, and we had a a replay, and so there's been lots going on. And I want to talk to you about some serious things today. Uh, There has been a pandemic in this country regarding addiction for centuries and in this world for millennium and um so let's let's take a hard look at it because there is a vaccine and his name is jesus christ and um people who really surrender themselves to the lord are much more likely much more likely to be overcomers and conquer this disease uh, than those people who try to do it without jesus christ in their lives so let's look at some statistics because this is a serious problem. You know, you may be listening. You may say, I don't want to listen about addiction. I'm not addicted. Well, did you know that uh, one in 12 people in the United States have a problem with substance abuse, have an addiction problem? You know people in your family. You know people in your church. You know people in your workplace. You know people that you grew up with that have a substance abuse problem. So really, in this day and time when our society is so splintered and so at odds, so divisive, right and left and and any other kind of divide you can think of, and we have so many negative voices, you know, the enemy is, is, is out there and he's got people in bondage, but there's a way out. But let's look at some of these statistics. Okay, so In 2014, a national survey said that 21.5 million Americans over the age of 12 had a substance use disorder. That's a lot of people in bondage. That's so sad. And that's from a survey where people admitted it. I think the number's much higher. I really do. 15 million adults suffered from alcohol disorder in 2015 alone. There are 2 million, over 2 million opioid addicts in this country. In fact, did you know that... uh, COVID, I don't want to minimize it or take anything away from the 
loss of life and illness that we've had. But did you know that over the age of 18, that more people have died of between 18 and 45, excuse me, more people have died of fentanyl overdoses than of COVID. There are 5 million people in the United States in the last year that have used heroin. 900,000 are daily addicts. A million people are addicted to cocaine. This is a nationwide problem. Genetics has a lot to do with it. Environmental uh, factors such as chaotic home environment, abuse, we see that all the time. People's attitude towards it, peer influences, poor academic performance, problems with jobs. You know, we tend to, when we have all this conflict in our lives and all this division and we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we tend to run to things that medicate us, that soothe us, that calm us. And substance abuse is a huge thing. I'm just talking about substance abuse. I'm not talking about pornography addiction, uh, sex addiction, gambling addiction. There are all kinds of addictions. I'm just focused on substance abuse. Teenagers or children and people with mental health disorders are, are more at risk for addiction than other populations. And people, even when they go try to get help, unfortunately, less than 42% of the individuals who enter drug treatment or alcohol treatment complete it. 90% of heroin users relapse. <laughs> Without Jesus, folks, I mean, 90% of people with an alcohol addiction relapse. 59% of heroin users relapse within the first week of discharge. 88% of methamphetamine users relapse. 71% of marijuana users relapse. I mean, this is just... Only one in five people that seek help through treatment. These are people that have seeked help through treatment, which is a very small percentage of the addicted population. Well, well, only one in five will stay sober during their first year in recovery. Those, Even those who are sober for two years still have a 40% chance of relapsing. So many things go into this. And if you've got a family member who is addicted, you need to look for certain signs, isolating themselves not going to treatment or meetings, going to meetings but not sharing, bottling up emotions, poor eating and sleeping habits, not taking care of themselves mentally or physically, denial that it was really that big of a deal, relaxing their self-imposed rules, mental things, drug cravings, thinking about people and places that are associated with past drug use, romanticizing it, minimizing the consequences, oh, it wasn't that bad. Bargaining with themselves, lying, lying is a big red flag. Thinking about how to better control their drug use next time. There's no such thing, folks. There's either sobriety or there's addiction. If you've got the addictive gene, if you've if, if you've been addicted before, there is no such thing as I'm going to just do it a little bit. You're either sober or you're going back down the road to addiction, as the Bible says, like a dog returning to vomit. Planning a relapse or looking for opportunities where you can quote unquote get away from it. Using drugs just once, trying to return to controlled use, all those things. But I'll tell you the biggest thing in my judgment, and I've got personal experience with this. One of the reasons I told you I turned 63 is because my mother died uh, a couple of months short of, uh, thought about this, a couple of months short of her 62nd birthday as we head towards Mother's Day of uh, alcohol-related complications. Her father died at 62 of alcohol-related complications. And my dad's father, my grandfather, died of 62 of alcohol-related complications. So this 63 was a big milestone for me. 
being in recovery for the last decade. But I tell you, I found some notes of my mom's, and, and she was in a lot of rehab centers before she passed away. And I don't want to speak. I mean, my mother was very loving. She she had a disease. Uh, she always supported me in things. She wanted the best for me. Um, she never did anything intentionally to hurt any of us, but, but she had a disease. But I found some notes of hers once recently regarding her stay in rehab and her reflections on her addiction. And, and the thing that was striking about it is is that there was not one mention of God. Not one mention of God. And, you know, if I could go back, my mom passed in 1998. I really would it'd be wonderful if I knew what I know now, having traveled my own path and seen the other side, having God called me out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. I wish I knew. I, I heard a sermon by Pastor Joel Osteen the other day, and uh, on Sirius, it was an older sermon, I suppose, and it really spoke to my heart because when we're battling addiction, we're battling a giant. The enemy has us in bondage. And he talked about one of the things I think that is big in addiction is is procrastination. People who are addicted to alcohol or to drugs, they they typically... Some are in denial, but in their heart of hearts, they know. They they know that they're having problems with their social life, with their marriage, with their family, with their work. They know, and and they intend someday, someday to quit. And uh, procrastination is a huge thing. And there are so many things in life that we put off. And this sermon by Pastor Osteen was was about um, not running from things. And I, I'm going to tweak it a little bit because I think what he was talking about was slaying the giants in our lives. Because I'm telling you, I mean, I told you those sobering statistics, appropriate word, sobering, but sobering statistics, because it is a giant. It is a giant that requires everything. I mean, I'm I'm in the recovery field, and, and I'm, I'm for the 12 steps. I'm for smart recovery. I'm for cognitive recovery. I'm for uh, 12-step meetings. I'm for all these things. But I think the first step and the main step and the one step that really can set you free is whom the sun sets free is free indeed, and that is a true relationship with Jesus Christ, which is the anchor for all those other things that you're doing, all the fellowship and meetings, and add to it Christian brothers and sisters that you're fellowshipping with. And if we look at the Bible— the Bible is, is full of stories about people slaying giants. If we look at at, uh, at the children of Israel, <laughs> they saw God part the Red Sea. They saw God pouring down manna from heaven. They saw Moses come down from the uh, mountain with the 12 commandments. Is it, have you ever wondered about why it took them 40 years to do what God asked them to do, and that is to take go into the promised land? Well, the Bible tells us they were afraid. The people over there were bigger. They were, quote-unquote, giants, and they were afraid to do it. But when we face our problems, and this applies not only to to people that are struggling with addiction, but people struggle with all kinds of things. Our Break Every Chain ministry deals with all kinds of things. People struggle with depression. People struggle with anger. People struggle with jealousies. People struggle with pride. There, there's all kinds of giants that we create in our lives or that are or through circumstances or whatever exist in our lives. 
And when we run from those things, they, they never get better. They get worse. So the children of Israel that were freed from Egypt wandered in the desert for 40 years because they put off going into battle and taking the promised land that God had promised them. And they, they, by the time that they finally went in and, and won the battle of Jericho, by that time, it was their children. And sometimes we, uh, with addiction, we, we, we put off generation after generation. And the Bible talks, talks about generational curses. Well, that's what's the big deal to me personally about the 63rd birthday is it signifies to me that this generational curse is broken. And when we face our problems, when we face those giants, then God's grace becomes manifest. God's strength. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And just like the children of Israel, when they finally went and they marched around the city of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down and they were able to conquer. They overcame their fears. They faced things. I've seen this in my own life. I, I, I knew I had a problem, but I kept putting it off. It wasn't until I faced it square on. And again, this doesn't just apply to addiction. Whatever the situation is, a lack of forgiveness is a big thing that holds Christians back in their Christian walk. When we face that head on, then God goes before us and makes our path straight and gives us the strength and gives us the grace to tackle things. And I would encourage everyone out there, whether you're dealing with addiction or dealing with some other giant in your life, don't put it off anymore. Go face the problem. When David, when Goliath was a big problem for the Israelites and all the other soldiers, the ones that were theoretically more qualified than him, more bigger, stronger, more experienced, they all ran, but David stepped up and God guided him as he slung that slingshot. God will give you the slingshot that you need. The Holy Spirit will guide you. I'm I'm headed from here to the open door mission after this, and I'm going to preach something very similar to these men tonight well every wednesday night break every chain is at the open door mission open door mission is a wonderful facility that's existed in houston since the 50s it takes in addicted and homeless men and those two things so often go together and it's a seven-month program because these relapse statistics people go into these uh, to the secular recovery centers and sometimes they detox for Two weeks. Two weeks is not enough time. People have spent decades sometimes becoming addicted. Even if it's just years, two weeks is not enough time. 30 days is not enough time. The insurance companies try to cut you back. The, the reason, one of the reasons that Open Door Mission is so successful is because it's a seven-month program. But the primary reason it's so successful is because their number one motto is Jesus saves. Jesus is the only one that can truly set us free. So Jesus makes a way. Let's look at the story of, of, of Jacob in the Bible. You, you may be familiar with it. You probably are. And Jacob, you know, means trickster. And Jacob uh, tricked Esau into giving up his birthright. Well, he, Esau came in famished and offered for a bowl of stew. And then, then he tricked Isaac and, and put on a, a coat that made him appear 
look or feel, I guess, more like uh, Isaac was almost blind, feel more like Esau, and and he got got uh, Isaac's blessing, and then he ran from Esau. Esau was furious, and they were estranged for years and years and years. And the night before Jacob was going to get together with Esau, Jacob wrestled an angel. And the angel, when he said, what is your name? And when Jacob admitted who he was, rather than saying he was Esau or saying he was someone else, when he became honest with himself and confronted his situation, the angel said, your name is changed to Israel, which means wrestling with God in that context. And the wonderful thing is when, when Jacob went to go meet Esau, and this is something that's so important in all of our lives and is surely important in addiction. We make so many ruined relationships, so many failed relationships in our lives because of the damage we've done. Addiction turns people into to liars and to stealers and to thieves and to, to people that don't that isolate and, and don't keep up relationships. But what's so wonderful, as we see in the Bible, is Esau ran to Jacob and Jacob thought he was probably thought he was going to get whooped, but instead Esau hugged him. The amends process that you know it's not only it's a, it's an important part of the twelve steps, but it's which is an addiction um, model, the twelve steps that we work through. But it's also something that's so important in 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 our Christian walk, just generally. You know, it's so important that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, if you have something against your brother, leave your gift at the altar. Go make up with your brother. That meant people sometimes traveling 100 miles when they, when they heard this, his message on the Sermon on the Mount. Go make up with your brother. Then come back and leave your gift for God on the altar. Forgiveness. Uh, Matthew asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? How many of us have really forgiven someone seven times? And Jesus said, no, seven times, 70 times, or 77 times, depending on the translation. How many times has God forgiven us? How many sins have you committed in your life? If the creator of the universe who's holy without sin can forgive us, don't we owe to forgive others? And forgiveness is such a powerful thing. In our Break Every Chain ministry, we've heard testimony after testimony. One man who was on the radio here a month ago or so talked about how he forgave someone who had abused him and set him down a path that was destructive uh, for decades. And when he, a pastor finally prayed with him and, and he said, and he meant in his heart that he forgave this person, how he audibly heard chains breaking. I mean, forgiveness is something powerful, and there's so many of us who, who need to not only be forgiven but to forgive others. And when we hold that lack of forgiveness in our heart, it keeps us from being everything that God wants us to be. And we see that so powerfully stated in the Bible over and over again. Let's take the story of the prodigal son in, in Luke chapter 15, where the son, prodigal, of course, means extravagant, and goes out and, and wastes his father's inheritance and spending it lavishly and ends up like, unfortunately, so many people in our society are now, you know, just destitute. And in this case, living in, with pigs and eating what the pigs were eating. And, and you know, finally came to, as the Bible says, came to himself or came to his senses and, and decided to go home. And he said, my father's servants eat better than I do. And so many of us in our flesh, you know, I, I know that son. And 
would have you know thought over and over again, oh, I can't do this. My father's going to be so mad at me. It's just going to be so humiliating. And he probably procrastinated and put it off and put it off. And then finally got the courage to do it and, and was, had a big speech prepared how he'd sinned against his father and he'd sinned against heaven and he was no longer worthy to be the, the son. But instead, God the father in the, in the imagery, the father in the story, saw his son far off and ran to him and hugged him just like Esau did. Forgiveness is, is so powerful, and that's who our God is, and that's who we're called to imitate. And forgiveness holds us back. So many people that are trapped in the bondage of addiction, the hurt, the root of it comes from someone that's hurt them very badly, possibly abused them physically, done horrible things to them, and they can't forgive them, and they medicate, they medicate, they 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 retreat into into what they think will shield them from the hurt and the harm. But we've got to face up to our issues, face up to our problems. I'm going to tell a very personal story tonight, the Open Door Mission, about something that I put off and how, had I addressed it earlier, it would have been such an easier solution. But still, God made a way. God solved my problem. And so in order to overcome this giant, this problem, where 90% of these of people are relapsing, and and most of them within the first year. In order to do that, we need to be supercharged. We need supernatural help. And that help comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're out there and and you're struggling and you're, you're in bondage, I'm telling you where your help, where your strength needs to come from because you can't do it on your own. And you can try these secular things, and there's nothing wrong with these secular programs. They help a lot of people, but by themselves, they won't work. God wants to restore you. He wants to restore you completely. In three Bible passages, Jesus tells people, heals people, and he tells them, your faith has made you well. In some versions of the Bible, the, the word well is translated as whole. That's what God wants to do for us. He doesn't just want us to be white-knuckled sober. He just doesn't want us to overcome a problem but still harbor resentment, harbor unforgiveness, harbor pride, harbor anger, harbor jealousy. He wants to make us whole. He wants to make us well. Ultimately, of course, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Because God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but rather to save the world through him. To be whole is to be saved. That's the ultimate goal. So, you know, no matter what you're dealing with, that's 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 got to be your number one priority. Where are you going to spend eternity? But God also wants to save us from our sin. He wants to give us the strength with the help of the Holy Spirit to walk through any problem that we have. And he will, when we confront those problems with him by our side, he will give us the grace and give us the strength to solve any problem. The Holy Spirit, Jesus didn't leave us as orphans. He left us. He gave us a helper. He gave us an encourager. He gave us the Holy Spirit. We're going to go through tonight something called the 40 I Am's. And these I am's are powerful things that that when we develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, that can help us overcome whatever obstacle it is in this life, whatever our giant is, whether it's addiction or unforgiveness or pride or whatever it is. We're children of the Most High God, Romans 8, 16. We're new creations in Christ, 2 Corinthians 1, 5, 17. 
We're delivered from the powers of darkness, Colossians 1.13. We're sons and daughters of God, Roman 8.14. We're casting all our cares to Jesus, 1 Peter 5.7. We're getting all our needs met by Jesus, Philippians 4.19. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Philippians 4.13. We're heirs to eternal life, 1 John chapter 5. We're healed by his stripes. We serve a God of healing, 1 Peter 2.24. We exercise all authority over the enemy, Luke 10, 19. We're more than a conqueror, Romans 8, 37. We're walking by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We're being transformed by the renewal of our mind, Romans 12, 1 and 2. We bring every thought into captivity, 2 Corinthians 10, 4. We can't do these things without a relationship with Jesus Christ. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelation 12, 11. I'm going to honor my mom this weekend at at Mother's Day and all the mothers out there at our church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But if you want a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you want to come to an encouraging, loving church that's going to lift you up no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, that's going to welcome you with loving arms as we're called to do by the creator of the universe, join us, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We meet at 240 West 18th Street, 240 West 18th Street, Sunday nights at 6 p.m. We'd love to meet you. We love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.